Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Arts Programme on Ross FM. Another packed uh, show this afternoon, and uh, we don't have any singers or any musicians here with us. It's very disappointing today, but we do actually have some lovely ladies here with a load of information. And we're talking about Culture Night. We're talking about other things as well. We have another uh, Strive for Life uh, exhibition taking part before Culture uh, Culture Night happens. But before I start, I apologise to the Midland Astronomy Club and I apologise to Jason Fallon for not playing the interview I had with him for last week. Jason Fallon is talking about the sky. He's talking about different things in um, to do with sky. Um, and I'm going to play that right now when I find it. Ursula Ledroth for the Arts Programme on Ross FM and I'm absolutely delighted to be with Jason Fallon from the Midland Astronomy. Jason, you're welcome to Ross FM again. Thank you very much again, Ursula. A lot happening and I suppose the first question I have to ask you is the Artemis 1? The Artemis 1, yeah. So this is uh, the return to the moon for NASA. The first time really since the Apollo missions. Unfortunately, they had two setbacks. They had ice forming on the first one on a ring. It's when they were going to launch and they couldn't go ahead. And the reason why they couldn't launch that, because you all probably remember back in 1986, there was the Challenger disaster. It was the same incident. It was ice that formed on one of the rings that expands on the fueling tank. And what happened is if they did launch Artemis 1, the ring can't expand because it's frozen. And what ended up happening, it causes a massive leak and an explosion, and that's exactly what happened with uh, the Challenger. You mean ice as in the weather was frosty? Yeah, it, see, what they do is, because they use a lot of carbon dioxide and all that, when they're filling the tanks, it forms ice on the outside okay, of the tanks. right. And these are like rubber rings that you'd see in plumbing, and they expand and they go up and down, but when they're frozen, they can't expand. They explode. So they, they crack. Yeah. Gas gets out, a flame gets to the gas, it ignites us. That's exactly what happened with the Challenger. So they, they didn't want to have the same incidents again, even though this is an unmanned flight. Yes, I was thinking so that. It's an unmanned. It's their first one to launch to the moon, so they scrapped it. So we went for Saturday the 3rd and had scrapped it because they had a fuel leak. I suppose when they're rolling these out to the launch pad and then they're refilling them and then... If one alarm bell goes off, then it's they're not going to chance it. I mean, you're talking a billion dollars worth of equipment that they're launching up. So it looks like it's scrapped now till October. They Why couldn't they go the next day? The, uh, <laughs> a bit, a bit like the Apollo missions. To have to, you have to have your calculations correctly. Like when you're launching from Earth, where the moon is going to be, how close it's going to be, because we know the, the the moon comes close to Earth certain parts of the year and back out again. But it's all about timing of where America is going to be when it launches and when it gets to the moon so when it's coming back to land back in the in the pacific ocean they need to plan need the route. To, yeah exactly so it's a route and so when they do all the calculations they normally have three or four different dates if they scrap the first one they'll go to the second one and then it pushes it out even further and unfortunately now it's pushed out till october because that's their next route to get up to the moon go around and by the moon and come back again this is an unmanned mission so what they're doing is they're going to head straight for the moon. Um, it'll do two flybys to the moon. So it'll, start, it'll get into low orbit of the moon itself, do two flybys, probably send them back a few images and that, and then come back. And the same as the old Apollo missions where the, the, when they're landing, the parachutes come out of the capsule and it lands in the Pacific and it's picked up. And it's just testing the equipment before they decide to put a man or a woman sitting in it. We'll move on to the men or women in a minute. Yeah. Is, there a, is this a shorter time going to the moon than Apollo? 
Uh, it's roughly around, it's about 15 days, so it is. So it's it's not too far. Like This is why they're, they have to plan the routes correctly. Sometimes it can be a bit further and that's... Sometimes they have to slingshot around the Earth. So they launch into space, come around the Earth and use the Earth's gravity to slingshot them, and which gives them a, a bit of pace. So it's about 15 days, I think it is, the way this one is to get to the moon, go around and then come back again. Uh, and hopefully if it's successful, the next launch then will be man heading back to the moon, you know? Or woman. Or woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a little chat about this. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's there's loads of astronauts just putting their hands up and going, look, I want to be next, I want to be next, you know. But, I mean, I'm sure they've, they're trying to figure out who's right for the mission, who's not. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you're locked in a capsule for 15 days heading. You're watching your home planet disappear in the distance behind you. And it's like confined into a small room, you know. I think so, you really would want... Psychological, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now, we were chatting about, I thought there was a number of uh, Irish women, and I'm not being biased, but I just thought there was a number of yeah. Irish women were putting their hands up looking to go into space. Starting off, the first one that really made the papers was Dr Nora Patton from Mayo. Um, she was the first to actually go in. She was over in the European Space Agency training to be an astronaut. I think COVID set a lot of things back because now she actually has a baby in that in that space of that two three years of where they shut down everything. She's back doing it again, not so much. Then we have Dr. Neve Shaw, which is another lady from Offaly. Uh, we've met her a couple of times in Burcastle. We do through outreach events. She runs online courses and that with Burcastle. She's looking to be an astronaut as well. And that's it's not like years ago where you had to be a fighter pilot and you had to be you know be, learn how to fly a plane and that. I think now at this stage, the way they're looking for because they want more and more people that maybe has a good bit of Dutch courage in them to do this because you are strapping yourself onto, uh, onto a bomb, <laughs> technically. <laughs> so you are, you yeah. know, to launch you into space, so you are. Uh, like 15 days. Yeah, 15 days, like, you know, to, to be locked in the capsule. So you would have, psychologically, you would have to be... Somebody who really could yeah. just sit within themselves. Yeah, sit within themselves and that because you are and you're working with a team and, and that as well. But yeah, a few are, a few women there so far anyways. What about the sky? Anything interesting in the sky? Sky nice. Uh, so we're in September now. So we're getting back into our dark evenings. I can even seen it last night, mm-hmm. 9.30. It was pitch dark out. Uh, like I said, astronomers love that because we can go out observing the night sky a lot earlier. We're coming back up to now where we're, when our planets are starting to come back up in the southern sky, coming back into into our winter months. So from the eighth then, if you're up and if you're out in the evenings and you see the moon house and just above the moon, then you'll actually see another, like I said, a point of light. Last month we had Jupiter. This now we have Saturn. So Saturn is called the jewel of the solar system because it's fantastic to look at it with a decent pair of binoculars or a small telescope. You'll see the rings of Saturn and all that. Then you're moving on to the morning sky then. So anyone that's getting up pretty early, like the 11th, 12th of September, around 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, you'll see the moon. And you'll actually see another, just above that, another point of light, which will actually be Jupiter this time. So it's like Jupiter and Saturn are reversed in their night sky. So Jupiter's become the morning planet. And Saturn's Saturn the become night. the nighttime planet, so it is. And then throughout the throughout the mornings and the evenings you'll see you'll see Saturn, you'll see Jupiter in the mornings. If you're up very early, you'll see Venus coming just above the horizon, so you'll as well. It's another smaller point of light because Venus is about the same size as Earth. Not recommended to be looking through telescopes or binoculars at that because it's very close to the sun when it's just coming above the horizon. The last thing you want to do is catch your eyes with the sun itself. 
Then we're going into the 23rd of September, which is the autumn equinox. Oh, yeah. So you know we're going back into our uh, autumn, which is autumn in the northern hemisphere, and it's going to be spring in the southern hemisphere then at this stage. We're complete role reversal then again. I've even seen there now where the likes of, uh, hopefully they might do is, uh, the likes of the poli- some of the politicians are actually saying they don't want the clocks changed this year. Because of all of the energy crisis that's gone on, they're looking to try and keep the clocks the same, which, in my own opinion, should be should be left, should be going forwards, you know, fall forwards, bring back, you know. There was an old, an old saying, saying actually, uh, it's all Ballymore time. Mm. And I don't know whether the clocks were forward or back, but it was all Ballymore time. The <laughs> clock didn't change. The clock didn't change, <laughs> no, yeah? No. Yeah, I, I look at my own opinion, and there's a lot of people out there who would agree in that saying, like, I mean, the day of the clocks going forward and back is, is gone. Um, and then going on to say from the month of the 23rd of which is the equinox then um, we're, you're just talking about say 23rd of September 23rd of September if you have a good decent pair of binoculars or a, a nice telescope on the 26th Jupiter's going to be at its closest point to the Earth so it's going to look fabulous so it is to actually look at it you'll see Jupiter you'll see at least four of its moons uh, and it they is go fantastic they go around they orbit it same as our, our moon orbits our planet they go around it, but the, the four of the main planets, like Io, and um, you'll actually get to see like little dots going around it. And if you kept checking back every hour, you'd actually see the points of lights have moved, like our own moon, because they're orbiting. Like that, that's brilliant to see now. And you'll actually see the, the belts on Jupiter, which is the bands of clouds, the different shades between your, your greys and your, and your browns and that. It yeah. is colourful. It is very colourful. It's yeah. very colourful. So does Jupiter. Uh, like, as the club itself now, because we're coming back into the winter, we're trying to get back out into doing outreach events. Uh, at the moment now, we have a small little event running between ourselves and just a few of our our guests that used to come to Cosmos every year. It'd be like a mini Cosmos we're going to have, but it was invitation only because it, we're, we're just going small. to have a small room getting and then ready for getting Cosmos. ready for Cosmos in 2023 and that because we're trying to organise our um, event now if anyone has any questions or anything even if they want to pin yourself yep. on it Ursula if they want any questions maybe if they wanted to send, send you in some questions and then the next show then we can actually have the answers to them yep. and that or even check out our own website midlandsastronomy.ie and that's our midlandsastronomy at gmail.com even if you want to send in a particular message, a, a message and that and just in case there's, there's something you're particular about in that. Jason Fallon from the Midlands Astronomy thank you once again thanks a million so there was Jason Fallon from the Midlands Astronomy uh, Club uh, telling us all about space and we're looking forward to catching up with you again next month, Jason, and apologies for uh, last Wednesday. Welcome, Dee McKiernan. Thank you very much, Ursula. Great to be here. In our new studio. And I'm delighted to be here. It's a lovely <laughs> studio. Thank you. <laughs> uh, for listeners uh, tuning in, you'd know that Dee, every now and then, uh, we ring her at home and she does a poem for us and gives us a little bit of information. Sometimes she produces the show from afar as well, uh, but um, you're here. You're here in person I am. today. I'm not. I'm not producing remotely today, or so. Um, you're here to talk about the Moat Park artists, our rich and varied culture, which will be in Knockrockery Community Hall 
Nacrockery is that little village, is it? Nacrockery is a village between Athlone and Roscommon. That's right, yes. Okay, and that's on Culture Night, the 23rd of September. So tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit, first of all, about the Moat Park artists. Okay. Well, Moat Park artists, we've been around for quite a while. At present, there are eight members of the group. Um, Jessica, Nessa, John, Kitty, Patricia, Christina, Marie and myself. And uh, we're all from Athlone, Roscommon and Environs. Um, the group started initially as an open studio in Athleague in 2010, run by Lavina Reeves, an artist uh, who lives in Athleague. And um, we went weekly to the group with Lavina uh, in the beautiful uh, angling centre there in Athleague. And people could work on their own works or seek help or support and tuition from Lavina if they wished it. And it was just a lovely way. It was very much instrumental in kickstarting my creative recovery after many years and then in 2015 Lavina was moving away for a while to work abroad and we all just felt this great sense of loss that our group might be coming to an end um, so I took it upon myself to keep the group going uh, on a voluntary basis and I'm not an art teacher but just to facilitate the group so we kept going we moved from Athlegue to the beautiful surroundings of Moat Park and that is where we meet every week. Um, Outside? No, we actually have a, we rent a premises which belongs to the Irish Girl Guides. Okay. So we have a beautiful indoor space where we can meet. If the weather is good or if we want to work on particular projects, we can go outdoors. Um, we could go out as a group or individuals some of us might wander out to do some drawing or sketching or get some inspiration in the surroundings so it is really an ideal base for us so we've we've kept things going there as it on a voluntary basis since 2015 we've had several exhibitions in Roscommon over the years but this is our first year to be involved in a culture night event so we are really excited about that so what's happening on... Have, have you painted particularly for Culture Night or... Yes, yeah, there yeah. will be pieces of art on show on Culture Night which have not been seen before. So there is great excitement. There has been great work going on. And uh, what is lovely about our group is that there's such a diverse range of styles and skills and materials it is unbelievable so I don't want to give too much away ahead of the event on the 23rd but there are there will be a beautiful exhibition of paintings but there will also be uh, other talents from within the group on show I think you've given it away a little bit to some of the names so yeah uh, now, I can tell you that within our group, we have musicians, we have poets, we have people who make quilts, we have photographer, um, we have, there is an endless list of the skills and the creativity. So there will be an exhibition of our paintings in the hall in the crockery on Culture Night. But in addition, there will be other surprises, including music, poetry and some other little uh, pop-up events which I'm going to just keep as a surprise for the night. I don't want to give everything away or so. 
Do you can't come on the arts program and keep surprises to yourself. You have to share some of them. <laughs> well, I've given you a good list there now. So there will be music, there will be poetry, there will be paintings. And so there will be a few other surprise events on the night. So so we'll be there from officially from five thirty until eight thirty on Culture Night. We'll probably open the doors a little before five thirty. Um so if people are maybe on the road between Atlone and Roscommon it might suit them to stop off. And it, it's a drop in event. People don't have to, to give up at the entire night because there's so much happening on Culture Night. So if people are uh, around we'd love if they would drop in to the community hall there in Crockery. It's right in the centre of the village. Any time up to 8.30 that evening and uh, see what we have going on and hopefully be surprised and delighted. Can I just ask you another question? Um, on your culture night, everything is free. Well, I mean, un- unless you want to buy a piece of art or something. Yes. But to go to the event yep. is free. You're absolutely right. The culture night events are free. We won't be charging. There's no entrance fee on the door. Uh, and we're doing with the, this with the support of Roscommon County Council, which allows us to do that. And that is most, most welcome. And yeah, people can just pop in. Absolutely no charge. They can stay for 10 minutes. They can stay for an hour. Um, there's no fee. So that is great because it gives people an opportunity to perhaps experience elements of culture which they would not normally experience and it doesn't have to interfere with their working day. They can do this after work in the evenings. And I suppose the other thing is that you have the variety in in our rich and varied culture. Dee, can I come back to you later on? Indeed. Uh, Maybe you'll have a poem for us? I will indeed. Thank you. I just want to say hello to Emily Rose and to Ben. And I just want to also remember that this is the anniversary of the Cassini Mission, which happened five years ago. And really, if you haven't seen it, it is really well worth Googling. Um, The uh, spaceship um, went in and out through the rings of Saturn, and it was just amazing. And then they uh, brought the Cassini Mission to an end. Um, it It was a long... A long event, so it was, but gathered an awful lot of information. It was really well worth Googling. So Linda Spinkler was the head of the Cassini mission. I want to say hello to her and thank her. Absolutely delighted to have Rona McGrath here with us. I'm quite sure a lot of people in Roscommon will know who Rona McGrath is, but I will tell you that she's the Arts Officer for Roscommon County Council. And Rona's here to chat about Culture Night as well. And Rona, you're welcome. Thanks, Ursula. Oh, wait a minute, put on the mic. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Ursula. Lovely to be here. Okay. Huge amount uh, happening for Culture Night. Yes, yeah. We had a fantastic response this year from artists and venues. I mean, I suppose every part of the county is covered. Yeah, from A to S, Arigna to Strokestown, and everywhere in between. Actually, but there, yeah, you're yes. right. <laughs> so, um, I suppose the one I would be familiar with would be uh, Strokestown, um, Strokestown House. Um, the historical drama Enchanted Cree Theatre and by the way I had a message from them to say that um, in the midst of plenty would not have happened without your support and um, encouragement. Um, they sent that in to me yesterday and I think they meant me to pass that on to you on the radio. Well, that's lovely to hear, thank you. It is nice Pleasure to, to work with them. They are, they're an amazing group. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So they were on a Strokestown House uh, with another historical drama. Mm. Yeah, Amri herself would be um, um, Olive, Lady Olive Packenham Mahan um, reenacting the, the love letters 
between herself and uh, uh, Edward and, St- and Stuart. So that's something they did last year really successfully. And so she's developing that piece further. There were there were big crowds there last year for Culture Night, so she's excited about having it again. And also in Strokestown, then we have a children's reading in the library at five o'clock. Helen McSharry has written a new book. She's about to publish it. She's from the Strokestown area also. Yeah, so that's that's the the S uh, from our A to S of Culture Night events, and really Culture Night, it's about opening the doors to culture late at night, so that as Dee said, that people will have the opportunity to go to events all around the county after work or after school, um, free of charge. You can pop in and out. There's about. 30 different events happening throughout Roscommon on the night and people can pop in for five minutes or for 50 minutes you know really it's up to themselves in their area or get in the car um, or, or on the bicycle and travel to a few events uh, it's we, we, we had a great response from artists and from venues when we put the call out from the arts office in June this year and Dee you know was, was an example of, of one of the um, proposals we had in and we matched her up with the hall in our crockery um, so yeah I'm really excited about it uh, we have in the mines we have visual arts and music in Arigna Mines Ballydangan Moore Community Hall it's the official opening of their hall since they renovated it I was at an event there it's a beautiful hall um, as part of our local and live events there in June and then in Boyle we have children's art workshops in King House the house itself is open late then we have a meet the artists um, we have commissioned sculpture, a sculpture trail in the pleasure grounds in King House which is just behind King House and so those five artists will be there to talk about their works. And is that just for one night or is the It's sculpture? for one night to meet the artists, but the sculptures will be there permanent. They're permanent sculptural works, two of which will be in place by next Friday night and the other three will be going in before the end of, of October. Okay. Um, so we, then we have the Music Generation Roscommon, their youth orchestra, Roscommon County Youth Orchestra, performing in King House. We have films, um, it, which David Pierce is coordinating, um, Black Hole Studios. There'll be a number of film artists in um, a new studio there on the walkway, the River Walkway, and then it'll finish off with a musical performance in the main salon in King House. That's all in Boyle. And then Castle Re, there's craft workshops in the Castle Re Railway Museum. It's something that happened for oh, yeah. um, Heritage Week as well, really successfully, and for Crinion and Oak. Um, and then for in the new outdoor performance space, Summers Park in Castlery, it's not quite complete, but it's complete enough to have events. Um, we have Ancient Music Ireland, so it's a display and a performance of ancient uh, instruments. And that, that organisation, that performance group will also be in the Night and Day Festival, which is happening next weekend also in the grounds of Clonella's House. So that's a new outdoor um, concert festival yeah. in the grounds of Canada. so they'll be they'll be part of that festival also and then we also have um, Shalina Cree which is Barrio Flannera from Balladrine his group will be performing in Summers Park and then there's the opening of the Roderick O'Connor conference which you might have um, heard about yeah. and that will be opening in Clannala's house also and it'll be continuing in Roscommon Arts Centre on the Saturday the 24th of September so we move to Coot Hall where the John McGahern barracks will be open late for visitors and also there'll be an exhibition by artist Maliki Costello. In French Park we have the first of three lectures uh, about Douglas Hyde. 
So the first lecture is on Culture Night and the next two, the following two Friday nights. And so next on Culture Night, we have Dr. Maura Nikonford, who will be um, introducing the first lecture. Um, that's about three quarters of an hour, I think, in, in the Douglas Hyde Centre in Kiju. Then we have the fabulous um, Coltus Branch from Kiju will be performing outdoors in the Heritage Park. They're also performing in Arigna Mines. And I forgot to mention that in Arigna Mines, Valerie is also putting on a boxy demonstration. So it's a real mixture of culture. So culture, you know, is really so broad. Can I just interrupt? Yes. Will not crockery have boxy? I couldn't reveal that ahead of tonight, Ursula. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert there now. <laughs> um, so not crockery is next on the list, and we've heard all about that lovely, lovely event. Looking forward to it. Um, in Roscommon Town, we have um, Roscommon County Council, through our Decade of Centenaries programme, we put out a call for artists, um, for an artist commission. And Richie uh, Farrell, previously the librarian, the county librarian, responded to that call together with Leah Farrell, no relation, but she's a uh, sketch artist and illustrator. And that is going to culminate in next week in Roscommon's Herald, a supplement called War and Peace. And it's based on sketches from the Roscommon Herald over the past, um, well, over, oh, 100 years ago, around the time of the struggle for, for independence. So that supplement will be in the Herald next Tuesday and it'll be in an exhibition format in Roscommon Library on Culture Night. And how big is this? Um the supplement is 24-page supplement. Okay. Richie has done a huge amount of research and Leah has responded to those sketches with her own contemporary sketches. Leah actually has done quite a lot of work in Moat Park also. She's some beautiful yes. artwork from Moat Park. Yeah, yeah I'm just hoping to yeah. hear yes. uh, about that. Yeah. And she will deliver some sketch workshops uh, for all ages in the library between 3.30 and 5pm and then we have the exhibition that's in Roscommon Arts Centre that'll, that'll be open late until 8 o'clock and then we have um, a new kind of an event we um, put a call out for a late night event and Music Generation Roscommon responded to that with their youth band uh, and DJ so it'll be there'll be some mainly uh, the band I think is from the Roma community who, who would have a lot of um, interaction with the quad and with the Roscommon Youth Services and with Roscommon with Music Generation Roscommon so they'll be performing in there up until between 9pm and midnight that's our late night event on Culture Night with the young people um, bands and DJs Can I just interrupt again yeah. we were here at what were we here at uh, D where the that was the Christmas pageant in the square yeah, yeah. and again I'd say some of these were involved in that because this was absolutely, it was mind-blowing. Yes. I can't give a higher praise than that. It was mind-blowing. Yeah. It was fabulous, yeah. Okay. Sorry, that's, Rowan, that's I keep interrupting. Kind of, we finish off at Strokestown, which we started with. So that's the, the A to S. Um, everything, it can be viewed on culturenight.ie. That's the national website. Just click on Roscommon and all of those events and all of the details. The posters and the flyers just, you know, list the events, the full detail, and some of which you need to book for, you know, in particular the workshops. Um, you'll get the information there on culturenight.ie. Uh, culture culturenight.ie. Yeah. Do we have to put in Roscommon or anything? You can click on Roscommon when you get onto that page. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I suppose all we need now is the weather for so, some of the outdoor we performances. Do. Yes, we've been very lucky with outdoor performances that I've been involved in over the, the past few months, so hopefully, and over the past two years, because I've been standing outside at Culture Night events and the weather has been good, so fingers crossed and all of the rest that the weather will be. And can I just say, I don't really know 
how you would pick an event to go to because there's each each has got something yeah each has got something um that that lends itself to the you know to to being there or wanting to be there nicola you wanted to say something oh sorry <laughs> i thought you were and so quite a few of the events will be continuing over the weekend, you know, so it's it's possible that um, if you miss it on Culture Night, it'll be, you'll be able to go. And, and of course, the whole idea of Culture Night is that a lot of these venues are open all the time, all year round. So, you know, it might be your first time to go there on Culture Night, so hopefully people will go back again or, you know, they'll be encouraged to go to another culture venue that they mightn't have, have experienced previously in the county or elsewhere. That's the whole idea of Culture Night, is to, is to encourage people to visit their cultural venues. And can I just ask you, most of the entertainers, and that be the artists, the singers, whatever, the Buxty makers, are they all, we'll say, local to Roscommon, to County Roscommon? Yeah, pretty much all, apart from Ancient Music Ireland, they're, they're a Dublin-based group. Um, yeah. Because we put the call out to our Roscommon artists and, and Roscommon venues. So we have this sitting in our county? Oh, we have, and more besides, you know, really a lot of... It's great. Um, I think our artists and, and creatives are are quite busy at the moment and there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, to you and, and Nicole, you can uh, um, respond for yourselves, but um, I think it's fairly um, vibrant, the, the scene. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I didn't realise you had this amount of artists. I'm, I'm slowly getting my way through. I'm not from Roscommon, but I didn't realise there was this amount of art available in Roscommon, and as you said, more. Yeah. So um, I'm going to have to get my finger out and get round to a few more of these exhibitions. And, um, you know, from what I've seen and who I've met, I've been blown away. You had an exhibition there, um, what was it, um, the Thane? Thorn, yeah, the, the tapestry wasn't that beautiful. It was absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, beautiful. So, what you were at it? Moment, I actually. did, I went to see it. Yeah, yeah. It's in, it was in Edgestown the last time I seen it. I don't mm. know where it is now. Oh, it went to Westmead after Roscommon, it went to the Fla in Westmead, um, and then it went to Edgewardstown. I'm trying to think, is it still be there? Yeah, I'm it not was sure a it was five county done. collaboration mm. under the Creative Ireland programme. Yeah. Um, amazing yeah. work, absolutely yeah. amazing, mind blowing yeah. work again. Um, I know you came from Banlasloe to go and see it. We did our so yeah, it was amazing, yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Um, let me see, where are we? Have you any other information for us on, on, on uh, Culture Night or any other things that are coming up within County Roscommon as the Arts Officer that you would like to share with us? That's well, we were just chatting there about um, Poetry in the Park and we have an event, we, we've had um, monthly Poetry in the Park events. Um, I mentioned good weather there, but I, I, I know one I was at was rained out and I think another one was as well. But the idea is that Jerry Boland, who is the Literary um, Development Coordinator uh, with the Arts Office, he came up with the idea to run these events um, where... It, Really, it's inviting people to come bring their own poetry or other poetry that they'd like to read and be part of a, a walk, an informal kind of walk and read uh, at the different parks around the county. It started in Strokestown as part of the Strokestown Poetry Festival uh, at the end of April. And actually, this month, the end of September, is the last one. And if I'm not wrong, I think it's in Kilronan Castle is the is the September one. Because we were in Mo- it was in Moat Park, it was in Summers Park in Castlery, uh, it was in Strokestown, it was in Loch Nan Park, I think that was the last one, and it was in Loch Key Forest Park. <clears throat> so uh, that's that's a 
the final event and we'll be running that again next year. Okay. I, I had Jerry Boland, I think it was Jerry Boland, or I had somebody from the Strokestown Poetry in the Park when that um, you weekend. You had the director, Joseph Woods. I did, yes, yeah, from yeah. Cork or something down that uh-huh. way. Well, he's from the area, but I think he works down that area. Yeah, yeah I did have. We must follow up with Jerry Boland then and get uh, up to date with poetry in the park as well. That's another thing for me to do. Yeah, and we have um, coming up, we, we had a, a call out for submissions to the um, Autumn Leaves, the Roscommon um, writing broadsheet. And that, that's closed now, but it'll be coming out, it'll be circulated in the Roscommon Herald in November. So there'll be about 20, between 20 and 30. Um, pieces of writing, but be it poetry or prose, that Roscommon uh, writers have submitted, and that this will be the third year for that that publication. It's really, really lovely publication. Lovely that Jerry name. with Jane Clark coordinates for us. Okay, yeah, don't know yeah, Jane Autumn Clark. Leaves. Yeah, love to get Jane. Um, Autumn Leaves is that a lovely Definitely. name for um, for a written piece of work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely a gorgeous <laughs> name. So it is. Um, anything else coming up? Are we putting you on? No, you're putting me under pressure. I mentioned Night and Day. That's a new festival. That's it's been run promoted by by a promoter called Brendan Hurley, and it's been brought to the grounds of Clonalla. So it's like a mini electric picnic in Castlery, and that's next weekend, the 24th and 25th of September. So it's a really exciting um, development for the county. Um, and Panala's house being such a beautiful house and the grounds, so they, they, they are working with night and day to open up their grounds to this. Now, t- tickets are, are on sale. You can purchase them for a day or for a weekend through night and day, the website. Um, but I think it's a fantastic um, development for, for our county to have such a high um, quality event and be bringing visitors to the county for culture. And there'll be a mixture of big acts and some local um, artists because there's, there's a family area also um, which will see art, visual artists and drama um, as well as music um, interacting. And what's the name of the house again? Clonalis House. It's just outside Castlegree Town. It's the home of Roderick O'Connor which is that, oh, what that right, exhibition okay, is about. Yes, the exhibition mm-hmm. that I won't mm-hmm. be able to get to. Or the conference, yeah. And as well as that in Castlegree you have the Railroad Museum in yes. the pub. Yeah, that's where the children will can take part in a workshop there for Culture Night. Mm, and that's an amazing museum as well. I I have been there and thoroughly enjoyed being there. Um, so I have. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the the artists. Um, we we've ongoing work with schools and with nursing homes. So we have a we have a great panel of artists that. Um, signed up to a panel because they're interested in participatory arts work and it's arts work where they where the artist goes in to facilitate the work of uh, younger people or older people or people with uh, an illness or with a disability um, so we have a very active panel working that and we're doing a large number of residencies in nursing homes over the next few months um, with five artists off that panel so it's 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 a busy scene you know <laughs> behind the scenes as well as on stage we'd say you know or in the exhibition halls and I have been actually wondering about um, creative groups, like um, groups who come together. I was wondering where I was going to find them to yeah. chat with them on the arts programme. But I didn't realise that you were doing, um, let's say, nursing home uh, yes, yeah. events. Yeah, yeah. That that we were following up as well because yes, yeah. You've talked to some of those artists. Yeah. that would like to share their yeah their experiences. Yeah. Because you'd be surprised at the amount of artists that don't start until later in life and mm-hmm. then they realise they've missed out so much mm-hmm. all their lives mm-hmm. you know uh, it, it's art isn't just a hobby now art is um, therapy mm-hmm. yeah 
yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a it's a way of um con of, of having a conversation. You know, it's, it's a starter in a lot of ways for a conversation or engaging with the person through art. So you know, it's not what, what it turns out on the paper or you know on through the microphone or it's about the conversation that happens that the art can facilitate and the arts can facilitate. Rona, thank you so much for sharing all that about culture night and much, much more about uh, the arts in County Roscommon. Thank you very much. (laughs) Listeners, you caught me while I was dancing around the floor here with so much excitement for Culture Night here with County Roscommon. I think I'll have to move into the county. (laughs) So I will. Absolutely a wonderful uh, supply of art and culture. And what I'm blown away with is how much more there is. Uh, and we'll have, to keep, we'll have to keep an eye on that in, in future, so we will. Now we have Nicola and Rosemary from Celtic Eye. Let me find a, a microphone to put G on. There we are. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks, Ursula. Thank you, Ursula. Delighted to be here. Oh, absolutely delighted. <laughs> And poor Beautiful Rosemary. Rosemary isn't at home with her cup of tea beside the fire. Mm, not, not today, Ursula. <laughs> I can imagine that I am. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're in the studio, Rosemary. <laughs> um, ladies, Nicola, yourself, you're here to talk about um, Strive for Life. I couldn't think of the name of the exhibition, Strive for Life. Yeah, um, Strive for Life um, extension, the second part of our uh, project. As you can remember, both yourself and Dee were part of our first exhibition which was in March so this is the second part um, based on that project of Strive for Life that we've been doing for the past year um, in highlighting biodiversity and climate change in, in, in through our group the Celtic Eye Art Group which started with the Minister for Biodiversity Pippa Hackett who planted the first tree for us in South Roscommon uh, even though most of us are based in Galway, Celtigai is a, um, a Roscommon group. So the exhibition is on this Saturday. Um, it's not on this Saturday. It is. I can't believe it myself, actually. Yeah, it's came around so quickly. So it's been launched by uh, a writer from Banlaslow, Porrick Lines. He wrote the book Re- uh, Rediscover the Surrounds of Banlaslow. So that's between two and five and it runs till the 1st of October. And it's in the library. Sorry, yeah, or so I forgot to right. say that. Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm yeah, it's in the I'm gallery. So, I'm sorry, Nicola, can I just say, yeah. I'm so blown away that it's on, it's on this Saturday. I mean, yeah. it seemed like it was going to be a couple of months away yes. when we were talking about it originally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's here. It is. And I'm just blown away by that. Yeah. It's on this Saturday. This Saturday, in the beautiful gallery in the library in Banislow. It's a church gallery. I'm sure both of you and I'm sure um, Rona has seen this gallery as well. And we're actually opening the gallery after the last two years of it being closed with COVID. So we're very excited. And like Dee, you were taking a little leaf out of her book. We have a few surprises on the day. (laughs) Yeah. You can't be coming in here with <laughs> not sharing the surprises. And two of them is yourself and Dee are part of the exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> That's more a shock. <laughs> well, it's not for Dee. I know, and you're very very good. Yeah. You always support Kent the Guy, which is great. So this is the second part of this project. Yeah. Now, just before you go on to tell us a little bit more about Celtic Eye, because mm-hmm. I want to just narrow that down, you were telling me that Baden Slow is celebrating an anniversary. 
they're celebrating a very big anniversary um, yeah from the 1st of October which is the Banislaw Horse Fair so it's 300 year anniversary uh, starting on the 1st of October Gosh, that's a long time for it a is, fair to yeah. be going. I suppose it isn't really, but it's a long time for it to remain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 300 years ago, fairs were the norm. Mm-hmm. It was how you did your business. But now... And it's a very well-known fair mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout Europe. OK. Yeah. Now, County Guy is not just a group of artists. No. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about County Guy? Yeah, so, well, within our exhibition, uh, like like D actually, um, this ex- exhibition is quite diverse. There's artists with paintings, there's poetry, we have singing, um, there's a little bit of dance, actually, a little bit of surprise dance, um, there's crochet, jewellery, the, it's very diverse. Um, we're very lucky to have all the diverse artists, mm-hmm. and they're from all around the country, so... As, as far up as Drogheda right down to Cork so I think we have between 15 and 20 uh, guest artists along with ourselves the six in our group and we always collaborate with um, the Irish Wheelchair Society and St Hilda's as you'd know do you? yes so we're we're very lucky we have a beautiful piece coming from St Hilda's it's an, an installation of a tree so basically this exhibition is all about highlighting biodiversity climate change along with heritage and also Celtic myths and legends. And the karst landscape? The karst landscape, but it's also the most important part of this is highlighting trees and how important trees are um, uh, with climate change. And we have a beautiful reveal on the day. Over the past year of this project, we've collected photographs from people on our group. So people have sent in their photographs that they're planting, whether it's at home, or at their workplace or schools and we've now taken all those photos and put it into a large collage which has been done by Anne Hill who is part of the Celtic Eye Art Group and it's absolutely amazing I seen the final piece last night so there's a bit of everybody in this collage so everyone that supported us over the, the last year they're in this piece of collage so it, it is beautiful it's a mixed media piece and that will be revealed on the day. And you said St Hilda's are there as well. St Hilda's and the Irish Wheelchair Society in Athlone have been amazing. They have supported us right through. They're very excited. They love being part of this. No more than yourselves have been very supportive. So most of the artists that are with us this time will be the artists that have been on our journey for the past year and a half. And our youngest artist um, is seven years of age. I hope I can pronounce her name properly, is Elise Dempsey. So we're looking forward to having her. She's our youngest artist in this exhibition. And the youngest artist you had in the last exhibition, what was she, about 12? Mm, um, she, ducks, she was, was Fiona's it? daughter, um, and Abigail. Abigail. Yeah, no, I think she was about eight, seven or eight seven as or well. Eight. Yeah, around that. I think yeah. seven or eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she had a beautiful piece of art as she well. Did, she did, and she sold it on the day, which was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think she did better than her mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not Fiona might like me to say that. No, 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 no. Everybody yeah. does well. I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily about selling your art on no, the day. No, no. It's, it's not for showing. us, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, as Rona was saying, there are the events and that it's more than just the art. It's, it's culture. It's bringing people together, isn't it? And we've met the most amazing people over the last year and a half on this journey. Working with the Cars Farming Group, it was that's how we started up. As you know, it was all about protecting the landscape of South Roscommon. Now, we're going to uh, ask Rosemary to share with us a poem that you wrote, Nicola. Yes. 
You can say yes a little louder. Yes, um, <laughs> Celtic legends, yeah. Okay, and then Dee, we'll come back to you and see if you have a poem. You have a poem, I, I know. Thank you. Okay, so this poem has been written by Nicola and it's going to be sung by one of our artists, Jed McMahon, who has a painting in the exhibition. And when he saw the work written on uh, the, our, our Facebook page, he contacted Nicola and he had music that he hadn't, wasn't able to put any words to. So this is the words and he has the music. And the poem is called Celtic Legend. <clears throat> Celtic goddess, myths of this true Irish land. The Pearl Fairy Queen, known to us as Fand. The beauty and strength these legends should be told to remind us how wonderful are the women of this world. Earth Mother Danu, full of wisdom and inspiration. Creativity of Bowen flows like a river for the nation and delights us with her midsummer love, Morrigan, and parsers through the wars of her love. Strong and ambitious, the excitement of Queen Maeve, the singing birds of Cleana sweeps the ocean through her wave. The healing nature of Bridget bears the cross that many hold, as Erin personifies Ireland's name in stories told. Triple goddess Maka and her multitasking skills sweeps through the veins of these creators, creators who fulfil. Through our Celtic eye, we embrace and behold the women of this land. Unbreakable is their mould. The other world connects us through the doors of western seas. Unlock and enjoy the gift of these keys. You. Well delivered. Thank you. Beautiful poem from written by Nicola. Yes, and lo- lovely delivered by yourself there, Thank Rosemary. You. Um, yes, it's a beautiful one. It brings in a lot of the... Brings in the Celtic goddesses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. them all in. Yeah, yeah. put them all in. And I can't wait to hear Jed sing it because he is a fabulous It's beautiful. Scene. I haven't heard um, the final recording, but I, I've got snippets of it and he's done an amazing job. And he, the piece of music... Is a very has a Celtic tone, so it, is, it fits in lovely. Yeah, I was quite surprised when he asked me could he use the words, and it doesn't even sound like sound like my words when he's singing it. It's like <laughs> totally different. Yes, yeah, so thanks to Jed for that. Okay, thank you. Now, uh, Dee, have you got a little poem you're going to share with us too? I do indeed, Ursula. Yeah, actually, today is such a lovely sunny day. Um, this was written on a. A slightly different day. It was written on one of those days earlier this year where it was beautiful, warm sunshine one minute and then just torrential downpour out of the blue and then sunshine again after that. So it's that that's the background to it. Um and it's it's called a world washed clean. Can I just ask you one question? Where were you when you wrote this? I was actually up in um Jockey in South County Dublin. Um, so yes. the, the island referred to here is one that people will know it's kind of a landmark island with a tower on it so when the sun was shining it was very obvious and then when it rained it was just impossible to see it mm. but it was up in a beautiful, beautiful part of, of the coast um, 
Walking together under skies both blue and grey, instinct pulls us magnetically to the sea. As rain falls, we run for cover in the alley by the quay. Old stone buildings and boats on the slip. Safe from the downpour, huddled close, we share stories and warmth. Old memories recounted as new ones are made. Time and weather of no concern. Till a clearance presents the island again and we step once more into a world washed clean. Beautiful, Thank you. I don't know what to do next. That reminds me a bit of actually when we were taking a photograph in Summers Park last Thursday for, for Culture Night PR with the Cahirlock and Councillor Pascal Fitzmaurice and we Brian Farrell was taking the photograph and there was beautiful blue skies. Now the weather forecast wasn't great for last Thursday and I was thinking, will we get the photograph? But he put the camera down on the ground and we were looking down and you could see the blue skies, but literally in a few seconds the blue skies were gone. Mm-hmm. We got the photographs and then the thunder and rain just started and it was yeah. like run. Yeah. <laughs> but we just got the photograph minus the blue skies. But it's amazing the weather yeah. in Ireland, especially lately, yeah. it can change in yeah. a flash. Yeah. And it was it was on one such day that that poem yeah. was, was mm-hmm. written. Where yeah. It was glorious and you think... Why, why did I even take a jacket with me? You yes. think you can be out in your t-shirt and then it rains. So that was that was the, the inspiration actually for that piece of work. Mm-hmm. And listening to the piece um, of yours, Nicola, um, it reminded me, I don't know if you saw the programme on TG Cahar on Sunday night, Cool Cheer. It's about Roscommon. And it was a, it's a local, it's a, well, he's originally from Roscommon, Pascal Cassidy produced this, this, this programme. And it's... Um, they went around the county, but one of the places they were in was, was Rathcrohan, and it was about yeah. the legend and myth of, of course, of Queen Maeve, Queen Maeve and, yeah. and the cave of Bonacat and all yeah. that. But that just showcased Roscommon in all its glory, mm. cultural yeah. glory as well, on TG Cahar last yeah. Sunday night. I so didn't see it. If no. people haven't seen it, you'll be going to catch up TV yeah. and look for it. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. It's, uh, it was a great programme. Actually, um, Rosemary Langtree, I think that's the programme she'll be on next Saturday, Sunday. Sunday night. Oh, the six different counties, yeah, yeah. Roscommon was one of them. Well, Rosemary Langtree would be a friend. She'd be in the exhibition mm. yeah. in... Um, Strive for Life. Strive for Life. I was mm. going to say Celtic Life. I'm <laughs> getting mm. all confused. Uh, Rosemary Langtree will be in the Strive for Life exhibition. She's actually got a few things on for Culture Night as well, uh, um, which is on my Facebook page. But she's doing... Um, an encaustic class in uh, High Street Community Hall in Belmont from 7 to 9 uh, and she has uh, something else I just can't remember what it is on in Burr I think it is Group 8 have an exhibition on mm. in um, Bandeslaw on the 23rd of September um, Group 8 are another are they a Roscommon group? No they're no. A, a Galway group Galway group yeah. well I know one of the ladies works in County Roscommon and um they're uh, Banlaslow Town Hall Theatre at 7 o'clock and everybody's welcome. Mm. And then there's Creative Writing with Jackie Gorman. She's uh, an Athlone writer, a um, well-known writer from Athlone. And again, she's uh, doing a Creative write- Writing Workshop. I've got um, Shoreline's Exhibition is still on, Strive for Life is still on. Rewilding, an art link collective that's on in... Um, 
It's on the 11th of October to Wednesday, the 25th of October, and it's in, uh, I can't find out, it's Banderslow Library, Church Library, and Rosemary Langtree will be involved in that. That's our remote artists. And um, that's really it there. So it is, that's a list of what we have. Sorry, I just would like to add one thing to that list as well, Ursa, is that the Shambles Art Studio in Athlone and their artists from Athlone and South Roscommon, that they will actually be opening their studio for Culture Night as well. Nicola? Uh, I'm so sorry, I nearly forgot. A friend of mine just asked me, would I say hello? <laughs> well, just say it out there, yes, Claire. I just want to say hello to Claire Coughlin Daly. Hi, Claire. Okay. <laughs> now, I have a piece of poetry, a piece of poetry. Do you want to hear oh, that? Yes, mm, of course. I'd love to hear it. Okay, I'm just checking if the producer wants to hear it. Everybody here in the studio is giving me the thumbs up. I'm not in the paper because it's in a plastic paper. I think I was talking, thinking about Culture Night and, and what it means in, in, a, in a different way. I mean, at cultures, I have my mum's gloves here with me. I have things that belong to my culture. But this was my take. Life is a journey, and it starts with your first breath. First cry, big hug, last feed. First drive, first Christmas, first birthday. First laugh, last cry, first thought. First new toy, friendships, new school. Being the winner at the school play. Taking part in the, taking part in the football. Distinction in class the flashy bike or the new romance leaving home new places or last exam happy years old tears learning to drive the first new old car the last death the new birth school complete new journeys the job the exciting holidays the new horizons the smile with the parents guidance Life is a journey with lots of firsts and lasts, and it may be, may be a few false starts, but it's your journey, and enjoy it while it lasts. Beautiful. Um, did, did, what did you think of that? Beautiful. Beautiful. It's kind of... Life in a poem. Yeah, it's yeah. a journey. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah, there's a lot more you could put into it. But it's funny, when I was listening to um, somebody had written a poem about their grandmother, and it was something like that. It was what the grandson said. Mm. And it just brought that onto mind, so yes. it did. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, ladies, we have much time left. Have you enjoyed the programme? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank lovely. Yeah. Lovely to be here. To be here, and I'm delighted that you all joined us in studio. I would just like to say um, thank you very much. Uh, any ideas for the program, any suggestions or artists that you'd like me to chat with, and run any people that you think that you know I should go and see or whatever, I, I'd be more than happy for everybody to give me um, uh, to give me advice on that. Now, can I just say, oh, sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. <coughs> just want to say best to look to everybody that's going to be involved in Culture Night on oh. the 23rd. Okay, that's lovely. Can we just say thank you very much to our private and quiet producer, Michael? Join us next week for the arts program. Michael has been very quiet, hasn't he? Join us for our arts program next Wednesday at um, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Uh, and uh, thank you very much for, for, for joining in.